I'm Cameron Crump. And I'm Devon Johnson. And you just tuned into the, the Abandoned Church Boys. We are brought to you by Unconventional Faith Community, the National Benevolent Association, and the Disciples of Christ, and Resonate Media Production. Welcome to another episode of the Abandoned Church Boys. And I have a special guest here that's always going to be here every time you tune in. It's one of my best friends. I told you all about him before. And it is Devon Johnson, better known around as Mr. Welcome, Mr. Thank you, Cameron. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm excited been, to be here. I know. We've been waiting to do this a long time. And we're just here. We just want to encourage people around our narrative and what we've been doing, just our life story and being able to share. And today we want to give you all the opportunity just to get to know us just a little bit more, right? And um, so we're going to ask each other some questions that we have for each other. Some may be spiritual, some may not be spiritual, just to get to know us a little bit, a little bit more. And yeah, so, you know, we're going to get started. But first, I'm going to give uh, Mr. I'm always going to call you Mr. Okay. Just a little bit of time just to, you know, say anything about yourself, where you from okay. or, you know, where you're at now. Okay. All of that. Go okay. ahead. Let us have it. Um, I'm from Stockton, everybody. Um, born and raised, Northern California. Hey, stand up. But I currently live in Los Angeles. But I, before I lived in Los Angeles, I moved to Oakland, California, where Cameron dragged me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we got to spend um, a good part of our 20s together growing up running the city, um, just learning things about ourselves and each other and supporting each other along the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> the church is here. <laughs> the saints receive it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Hold your applause, hold your applause. To the, to the end, hold it to, to the, the end. And another thing that I would like to add is that a lot of people may not know, but we well, some of our family would know. Of course, our family and friends, mutual friends would know. But we also ran track together for Alex Van Dyke Track Club. Ever since I was 14, we met when I was 14, 15 years old. And we've been friends ever since. So... Cameron used to make me mixtapes, <laughs> gospel mixtapes, <laughs> yes, and send them to me. Yes. That's what yes. I was, Yeah. That was when I was putting out Cam's Jams. <laughs> <laughs> Cam's Jams. I had everybody on there. You really I got me into Dietrich Haddon. Dietrich sure. Haddon on there. I had Fred Hammond. I had mm -hmm. John B. Key. I had Drea Randall, Karen Clark Sheard, Kim Burrell. Oh, the list goes on. Yeah. All the old school stuff. When we talk about track, I'm definitely going to talk about us listening to gospel all the time. All the time. It never ended. Okay. So okay. I'm going to ask the first question just to get to know so that the audience gets to know us a little bit more, our okay. listeners. Okay. So I will ask you first. You're asking me first. Yes. I'm asking you first. Okay. What activity instantly calms you? Is this like, this is a little music just okay. to uh, <laughs> Maybe give game. you some time? Okay, let me see. <laughs> well, there are several activities that, and, um, you know, immediately call me, but I, I think the first thing that I go to is just listening to music. Okay. 
turning on my playlist and just kind of like disappearing for a moment and escaping whatever I'm going through in the during the day and um, just recalibrating, listening to a playlist. Um, if I feel down, then I just pick myself back up with some like upbeat music or if I feel, you know, introspective, then I play, you know, my gospel music, obviously, or, you know, something that makes me think for sure. I love it. Yeah, we need those type of things, especially like if it's um, do you have a certain type of song? Do you have a song that will instantly calm you when you are going into those moments? Um, not necessarily a particular song, but I do um, really enjoy um, Que Tronada, um, for sure. Um, the album 99%. Um, for sure really just makes me escape um, listening to one of the songs um, in particular Bullets um, featuring Little Dragon was a very very um, instrumental song when I was going through a hard time like I just lost my father and I really didn't have a lot to look forward to like you know getting up and finding the motivation I would play that album out literally listening to it all day, listening to it in the car over and over again. And just the music is really uplifting. And I actually got to go see him at an Amazon festival um, and listen to some of those songs like live. And it was one of the best experiences I've had for sure. I love it. I love it. What about you? Okay. So an activity that instantly calms me. Oh, of course, listening to music. I mean, listening to music always calms me, calms me down. And I have an array of music, like multiple, you already know. Like, I have so many go-tos, and we'll, we will both be sharing our music um, through this podcast and bringing light to some, some memorable moments and some songs that a lot of people will recognize. But also meditation and yoga, like... That really helps me. There's a manifestation uh, meditation that I like to listen to um, constantly, and I'm always sharing it with my friends. I don't know if my friends ever do it, but it's really, really good. It's a guided meditation. I put on my blindfolds, put the AirPods in, and just listen to it. It gets me together. Um, That's a good one. And yoga, of course. Yoga gets me together because it's active, getting in tune with my body, allowing my body to just kind of stretch and just let some things go and also welcome some things in, you know, whatever that might be. So nice. Is this something that you do every day? This is not something that I do every day, but I look forward to doing every day. Okay. If that makes sense. It's like I will plan to do it, but then I just mess up. <laughs> I plan to do it. And then the next thing I know, it's the next week. And I'm like, uh, I didn't do my yoga. Okay. And so, or I didn't do my meditation, you know? And a lot of times what I try to do is I try to do it like on a new moon. Okay. I like to write my intentions of what I want to see change. So I usually do it whenever there's a new moon. But to do it constantly and on a regular schedule, it's only when I'm feeling a certain way or just when I feel to do it. You know, like if I'm feeling bad and down. 
Okay. So I got to work on that. I, I feel like I would be in a different place. That's one of one of the goals that I have because I feel like there are individuals that every day, just like people take a lunch, I feel like there are individuals that take the time to meditate. Okay. And like for 15, 30 minutes, you know, and this one that I do is like 44 minutes exactly. But um, I just got to do it more often. And that's one of the things that I plan to practice, you know. So, okay. So I'm ready for my question. Okay. What's your question? No. You're oh. asking me my question. <laughs> okay. Um, first question. Have you ever had imposter syndrome? Definitely. <laughs> Care to explain? That's one of the things that I try to work on with my, uh, with faith. <clears throat> you know, um, it's like I know that I can do things, but I'm afraid others will feel like, mm, I can't do it. You know, and it's like, I can't do it. I definitely deal with imposter syndrome with work, even with around my goal with um, with the work that I'm doing, with trying to motivate individuals, using my own narrative, you know, to get individuals to get more in tune with their faith or just working in spirituality, like working at um, the church that I work at now. And I just, and it gets me down. It's like, can I really do this? Even though I've done it before many times, I still heavily deal with imposter syndrome. And so a lot of times, and it's one of the things that we'll be talking about um, in our podcast, but I also take it to like therapy. I talk about it in therapy um, just to get over it and just motivate myself and not to worry. And then the other thing is I see a lot of people who are very confident in the way they go about navigating life or answering things. And it's like, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do this. I know I can do this. So, you know, yeah, it's definitely. What about you? What would you say? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it just comes from our experience. Um, as children, um, just coming up with, you know, people telling you certain things about yourself before you even figure out who you are. Um, it definitely becomes a voice in your head that sometimes overpowers the things that you've been empowered to do, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, definitely. Um, it's something that I struggle with, but I'm trying to work through yeah. and trying to break through so I can overcome. For sure. And, you know, I think we all are trying to, you know, overcome that. And I, and I feel like it's something that's always going to be there. It's about keeping it at arm's length and, you know, learning from it and just knowing who you are. For more sure. More, you know. Um, but having, you know, a friend like you, you definitely remind me of who I am and what I'm capable of. So it's funny that you think that that's your issue because I don't see that at all. I see, I see someone super bold, always willing to like go the extra mile, speak up, um, 
talk to people. I'm definitely the opposite. I be suffering. <laughs> well, I can't tell. I be suffering, you know, but I, I'm so thankful to that. You know, that's encouraging in itself. Can we give God a praise? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to be my friend right like here. I, I, I really like that. <laughs> Clap uh, for me. Let's see. Okay. Here's another question. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? I do believe in conspiracy theories. I think that sometimes people like to cancel what is not easily explained, um, but sometimes felt. And there's people that can just, you know, pull things together and come up with something that sounds absurd, but then it becomes, you know, it, it's actually proven later on. And I think I'm one of those people who have always like looked for those kinds of things, um, conspiracy theories, because, you know, every we doubt so much, but then there's so much truth in the things that we actually doubt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I but agree. What about you? Um, I, as far as conspiracy theories and believing the actual theories, I don't know if that's, I believe conspiracy theories exist and I okay. believe that they are out there and I'm the type of person where I can take the meat and leave the bones. I okay. can recognize how someone got to where they are, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. and I think there's a whole lot of education in it or, you know, like. How did you get that? You know, where did that come from? I do also think that there are individuals that just pick up stuff and run. For sure. There's and there's a lot of that on social media. Mm -hmm. They add music behind it, you know, sometimes and just make it more of a believable thing, you know, Mm -hmm. with music and, you know, theatrics. And you can't believe everything that you hear, you know, but. There are some things that are out there that... Yes, I will say you can't, but you also can. And there are some people that do. Okay. I think there are some people that, like, do... It's kind of like the rabbit hole thing. For sure. <laughs> you, know, you can it's definitely like... go down the rabbit hole and become a paranoid person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that that is the case. And start looking up stuff, start researching. And it's not necessarily like me. I'll do that. And it's not necessarily that I believe in the specific, you know, thing or subject that they're talking about, but it's like, where did this come from? What did, where did this, For you sure. know, how did this start? Yeah. I mean, that's the... I definitely have an interest in, you know, yeah. in those things, but yeah. I don't let it drive me. Yeah, for sure. And I love, I mean, when you think about it. And you think of like theological perspectives, you think of theories and all of these things. They're all important, you know, and I say whatever it is that's going to make you live your best life. You know what I'm saying? Dive into that, because I mean, for me, I think doctrine, there's different doctrines for sure. That's an example of. You know, theories, people come up with things, they, they have the evidence, they have where this this proof and then it turns into something. And which is why we have so many 
different groups and different communities Correct. that are invested in ideas and thoughts. So I, 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 yeah, you know, in that, in that regard, then I would change my answer and say yes. Yeah. And I also <laughs> think it's necessary because it questions what is traditionally accepted from everybody. Very true. And you do need those outliers to make, you know, you think otherwise sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree. What's my question? Slam me. Let's get to the next one. Slam me. (laughs) (laughs) What would be the first thing you do if you won the lottery? Okay. The first thing I would do is, uh, first of all, we got to get a little, I mean, the lottery. I need a little number. (laughs) Okay. You want to know? Give me a number. What number would you say? It could be billions or something. I would no. I'm gonna give you something that makes you think a little bit harder. Lord, it's gonna be five hundred dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I will give you one point five million. Okay, that's a good number. Mm-hmm. So first thing I would do is take care of myself. Okay, make sure I am financially, mentally okay. Okay, you know I would. Of course, I would pour that money into community, you know, the best way I can. But um, like flight attendants say, um, put your mask on first before you help others. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so Breathe in some of that air I, fresh air before anybody I'm else. I'm no good to anybody else if I don't take care of myself. Absolutely. And so I definitely would take care of myself first, make sure that I'm okay, and then I would pour into family and community. And I would be wise about that because... The thing is, I just want people, I want to see individuals live their best life. And if that means um, pouring money into community and seeing businesses get off the ground or seeing um, individuals uh, like pour into their dream or things that they want to accomplish, then that's what I would do. How I would go about distributing those funds um, I would do it in a smart way that I could continuously do it. Okay. Um, I mean, that's ultimately what my goal is now. You know, we've talked about it. Like, my goal is to one day, hopefully within the next four years, five years, have Unconventional Faith Community be like a funder for, uh, be a funding source within Oakland for individuals that want to, you know, pour into Oakland. You know, we have so many great uh, entities out here from creators that sit and curate different events for community, give out groceries, you know, and I want to be a part of that, you know, not just physically there, but also in the background. And it's nothing that needs to be announced. But like I said, I want to make sure I take care of myself first. Okay. And then pour into community. And like I you know my goal. Like one of the things, which is why I came up with unconventional faith community, is to get faith communities more involved in our community. You know, justice-wise, what are we doing with the reentry population? How are we getting them more acclimated into life? You know, nice. and you know, living in Oakland, you know, there's a need. You know. Yeah. Before you left for L.A., you know how expensive it is out here oh, to live. Pricey for sure. How, you know, people are grinding. And so just to make that a little bit easier, 
I, you know, I'd help them with their mask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, you help know. Them put on their mask. <laughs> put on and their go mask for it. and go okay. for it. That's what I would do. Okay. What would you do? I would immediately pay off my Navient student loans <laughs> and tell them, stop calling me. <laughs> Where's I Biden? Have, I have the money. <laughs> we'll save that for another Okay, episode. yeah. Um, no, I would definitely take care of any kind of personal debt that I had. Okay. And then, um, I mean, which isn't much, but I would probably buy myself maybe a small property mm. um, just to make sure that I'm always okay um, yeah. with the living space. Even if it was like a, a small studio, right? Mm-hmm. Something that I can just call my own until I'm able to build more wealth with the things that I'm doing, right? Yeah. Um, I would definitely pour into those who poured into me. Yeah. I, I definitely have a list. Oh, yeah. In my head, yeah, for sure, of, of people that I would want to experience my up with, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and definitely pour into the community. That's something that I do, I feel like I do anyway. Um, it's been, you know, a calling on my family, like my grandmother, Definitely involved in the community, heavily involved in the community. My mother, she has her own organization. So it's kind of just trickling down to me. So this is my opportunity to serve my portion of the community. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know that you said something interesting, like individuals. That, there are some great individuals that helped me. You know, I've been passionate about faith since we were younger. You know, I've always talked about it. Yes. And there are some individuals that were very significant in my growth and they definitely would be a part of that, you know, and I know just that's one of the things that I use unconventional faith for is kind of like, come on in, you know, let's try to, you know, get things going. Let's work together. How can this, how can I enhance your vision with what I have? Okay. You know, what I have is nothing. (laughs) <laughs> we have each other uh, Okay Yes we a, do We have God We get, we get it together That's okay. And we have our faith You, Amen. See, you see how you. I see, just did tidy, that tidy. See I suffer too <laughs> <laughs> Okay here's a good question for okay. you Alright What's the weirdest thing you do When you're alone And that could be weird to you Or what others would seem Or think of as weird But okay. what is something you do when you're alone that brings you pleasure that makes you that makes you feel good okay so we're going there um okay let me speak into the mic (laughs) (laughs) i'm learning everybody okay bear with me please we all are please it's our first season give me a second third season give me an applause please (laughs) that's when the shows get good i guess (laughs) um I definitely am into a number of things that people might find odd because of how I grew up. Definitely born and raised in church, um, straight and narrow uh, parents, you know, want you to do certain things a certain way. But I am into entertainment and I got into um, pole um, performing. Well, I use it as an exercise um, during the pandemic. I bought a bought myself a pole, put it up in my room, and said, "I want to see how good I am." 
Thank you. Come on, say. How am I? Have you you've seen it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's something that I think people may find like weird, quote unquote, um, just because it's not something that they would have expected me to do. Um, mm-hmm. I've performed in church in a number of capacities. I've done step, sign language, right, um, youth choir, things like that. So I was always into the arts, but just in a way where it was controlled by like you know a church audience and you know mm-hmm. making sure that it was for the lord right so there are certain things that i'm good at but i never gave a chance because it wasn't it didn't fit in the church realm you right, know right right but i actually am really i'm really good at it like i'm a natural yes so, you are You're yeah because i've been trying to learn <laughs> okay and the thing is i think that's so interesting that you brought that up how tradition and the opinions of individuals that we value kind of what i talked about just like having our superiors and then it keeps us from gifts that we have or things that we want to be involved in when it doesn't hurt anybody it doesn't put anybody in the grave it doesn't put anyone in the hospital it doesn't um it doesn't take away from anyone you know what i'm saying and so i think it's been a beautiful thing to see you go and enjoy that practice because I think that's a great practice. Thank you. I think it's a great practice and I would love to be able to practice that constantly all the time. And, you know, this space is an inclusive space. You know, we don't judge over here in this space. We don't um, and if this isn't the space that you decide to listen to or be in, then this isn't the best space for you because we want everyone, no matter who you are or how you show up in the world, what your practice is, whether traditional or whether new or that you created it on your own. We love the fact that you even came up or are doing a practice that makes you feel good. Absolutely. And um, I listen, I fall all I can climb up and we'll end up falling all the way down. Like it's, you know, <laughs> like it, it's it, def- it definitely gym. takes some some strength and agility and some courage. That's a gift. Which I, and, and you know something? It really made me feel strong and powerful because it's something that I never saw myself um exposing to the world i was yeah. i actually worked on it for maybe half a year before I I, when you first told yeah, me you were starting to begin i got to it in july and yeah. the first i think new year i posted something like a small clip of me like on the pole and what were the reactions um i got a lot of like good feedback from a lot of like my my people my core people who okay. who I knew would be pleased with it yeah um my community from like home probably a little bit skeptical of like what I'm doing especially because I'm very reserved unless you're like in my close group of friends yeah so they w- they're probably questioning like well what is he doing down there like so are, wait are you a stripper <laughs> okay so wait let me ask you and the this. answer is no after they have gone to strip clubs <laughs> and love strippers or they love p valley and the fact hey, love p valley yeah okay so let me ask you this then um did they ever directly ask you questions or 
did you just notice that they would watch your stories or see your posts Correct. or just like it? Okay, so I don't really. I, I tried. I told myself initially, do not let opinions sway you or Good. or make you feel bad, um, right? Because I know that everybody isn't going to agree, especially with the way I came up and my core group of people from my childhood mm-hmm. are from church. So I also have an understanding that they may not see it the way that I see it, right? Or feel the freedom that I feel to express myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed that they didn't unfollow. And they're always watching. Ooh. So, you know, I'll post like a real. Hold on. <laughs> because you, you see me and I see myself. Yeah. But I. Um, I see you. Thank you. <laughs> we see you. I see you seeing me. Okay. But, you know, it's something that I also am not mad at if you're quiet. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people may not have the courage yeah. to speak up like I didn't for a long time. Yeah. And this was something that helped me find my voice and put myself out there more to, you know, be seen and be vulnerable and be myself. Yeah. And I think with, you know, me speaking to you today, that's some that's another thing because there's no undoing that. Right. Once right. I once it's out, it's once out. It, it's out. Yeah. But it, it's it's a freeing thing. Yeah. So bear with me on my nervousness. This is the first time today and he ain't that I'm nervous. not used to y'all see him. If y'all saw him, he's he's talking using his hands. That okay. helps me. You know how we do. You know how the gays do. <laughs> <laughs> when we use our hands, it it's really a wrap. helps. <laughs> I'm putting my hands. I'm raising my hands the like I'm in church. Love to use the hands. <laughs> I'm surrendering. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. That's that's really good. Okay. I, I will never forget when I was in L.A. and I was with one of my other best friends. Um, you know Anthony. And okay. We went out there and Nini. Nene Leakes, Lanithia Leakes, <clears throat> she was at a strip club in L.A. Okay. She wasn't performing. She was just going to be there. Okay, hosting. And so, hosting. And her and Greg was there. So, this was like years ago. Rest this in peace. This like, yes, rest in peace, Greg Leakes. Um, this was probably like season six, five okay. of Housewives of Atlanta. The and, prime years. Yeah. And we went to the strip club to see her. And when I tell you what a gift, my mouth was just dropped. The way they would just hold the pole straight across mm-hmm. and have their bodies in the air and be air walking. They're mm-hmm. air walking. They're doing all these different mm-hmm. things. And, you know, just reflecting on that, it's just kind of like, wow, how we limit ourselves. We really do. We really <laughs> and do. we... Uh, we strict ourselves and we keep ourselves from experiencing certain things in the mm-hmm. world, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that is, it's sad. It is I sad. I think people should see that. I'm not saying like every, like it would probably be the best thing for me to see as a teenager. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. I was, I wasn't sitting there looking at anything else. I was right. like, how is she doing this? Yeah. Well, I actually limited my audience on my social media. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm heavily um, active, not heavily active, but I'm the most active on Instagram. Right. Um, so I limited my audience from 18 and up. So you can't yeah. even see anything if you're under that age. Of course. Um, yeah. But 
I did it to speak more to, I have a small following on my social media, not a lot of people. Right. Um, but I did it more to speak to the people that do follow me and that do interact with me to really just put yourself out there and take risks yeah. and not really care what people say. And I, I'm actually speaking to myself when I do it. Every mm-hmm. time I post something, it's like, I'm really proud of myself for not cowering, you yeah. know, and just continuing to go. I love and it. And it empowers me to do other things. I love it. Thank you, you know I do. I say something all the time. <laughs> Every time I come over, I be trying to jump on that day. <laughs> and it, and and twist and Cameron Cameron can for sure. I be trying to twist and turn. And, listen, I was good on the jungle gym. Don't even play with me. Any obstacle course, Definitely. you already know. Definitely hopping hopscotch, up. jump rope, double dutch, <laughs> hanging upside down. I was always trying to prove something the like the fastest I could do it. kid at school <clears throat> and would win. I would be trying to win at the jungle gym, everything. Really tag. athletic. Yeah, we for are. sure. We had something to prove. We did. We did. Can I ask you another question? Come on, bring it. What's an essential part of your daily routine? Okay. <sighs> an essential part of my daily routine, I would say is self-motivation. Okay. What does that look like? I probably get tired. <laughs> you know, I mean, I wake up tired. <laughs> I wake up tired and hungry, and then I get tired again, and I have to really talk to myself to motivate myself. So... That means looking in the mirror while I'm brushing my teeth and giving very Issa Rae to Issa Rae. That's very much like me, like talking to myself. Okay, Cameron, you got to do this. You can handle this. Get up. You have this that needs to be done. You have that that needs to be done. And then my other self is kind of like, that doesn't really have to be done. Like, that's not really a need. Food is a need. Let's eat. <laughs> no, I, and being in several of your like spaces now, that's definitely you. <laughs> we'll have a whole plan to go out, and the minute food is involved in yeah. a TV show, oh, it's a wrap. It's done. It's a wrap. And, the, and the thing is, I have even like with work that I'm dedicated to and passionate about, I have these amazing highs, and then I have these really low lows. And it's not because something specific has happened, but it's just like, oh, I don't feel up to being there. Or sometimes I just want to be by myself. So self-motivation is very essential every day. Okay. And then I would um, add to that my musical playlist. Yes. I still, even though Cam's Jams has not been distributing (laughs) burnt CDs uh, since probably 2005, 2006 was probably mine. No, 2007, 2007. When I was at Holy Names University. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I haven't distributed Cam's Jams since then. I should probably probably bring it back. We're going to be doing a lot of Cam's Jams on this podcast. You have my Honda Civic silver <laughs> silver Honda Civic LX with my CD player and my good air conditioning. You have me jamming. People still hit me up and be like, Cam, I need a good gospel mix. I have so now though, Cam's Jams has elevated. 
into my whole authentic self. It's not just, you know, gospel music. It is a mixture of King, Native, native Land. Yes. It's a mixture of, like you mentioned, K Trinata. It's a mixture of, of course, Beyonce. Mm. And then, and a lot of people laugh at me because my playlist, we could be going anywhere and it will jump from two chains mm. to. Mm. Ooh. Kim Burrell, I come to you more than I give. Yes. Or Karen Clark shared um, Jesus is a love song. You know, like. To Chloe and Holly. You know, to Chloe and. Red ooh, lights. <laughs> Chloe and Holly, that, both of those first two albums, yes. Mm. You were around for that. Yeah. We used to bump that yes. all the time. I still call you when it comes home and mm-hmm. be like. Listen to that what's playing. Now, and we, we knew back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we knew back then. We knew back then. Yeah. And a lot of people, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, oh, I, I like Chloe and Holly's um, most recent album, but I said I love their first two. And they were like, what? They have other albums? Yes. I was like, what? You need to go back. You need to go, go back. back. Them babies were singing. The old landmark. <laughs> Those babies been singing. Take you back to the old landmark. Okay. And just to think of their age now, like, this is something that also inspires me about um, looking at our people and how when you have people in your corner that are encouraging you and yeah. allowing you to be yourself yeah. and believe in yourself and be your authentic self, you know, dreads and just really nice vegan girls and things yeah. like that, like just... Yeah. Not not normal. Your cookie cutter, you know, not in bathing suits, and and not that that yes. could be a part of them, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. But it gives you something another um, view, yes, you know, um, yes. and just watching them be themselves, and then to be picked up by, I mean, the oh queen. Oh my goodness! You yeah. know what I mean? It's, she knew too. Oh my goodness. And we're A and R's, really. Listen, okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to give us a capital. Interscope, somebody. I don't yeah. know who you are, but yeah, just you know, it, it's really refreshing to see like our next generation taking risks and mm-hmm. doing something different, and just like it's so good. It's yeah. so good. It is for and sure. You know, I love, I love music. You know that. Yes. And so, just having that whole, just having a playlist, just mixed of everything, made up of everything that uh, resembles of who I am, mirrors who I am. Okay, let me tell you, when we were in Oregon, okay. one of, I will never forget, you gave me um, Tone at the time, Beastly. Mm, it yes. was the, the um, O2 CD. And I lit it. I literally wore that CD out until it was broken. Oh like, my goodness! Oh my god! Mm. World class. You know I still bump that album. <laughs> Wait, you were there on my birthday when I played um, "Like the Fragrance After a Morning Rain." Your ideas are so fresh to me. Yeah. You give me no reason to breathe again. Happiness, that ain't so happy. Yeah. Everybody, can oh, we? Two. Hold on, hold on. Let's. Get... No. <laughs> no. 
Cameron is a singer. I I was in the choir, but I was in the back. Okay, I was not leading the songs. I can blend, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna give a low note. Cameron's gonna take the high note. Oh, two was that album? Oh my though. god, seasons. Oxygen, yes. Uh, uh, just the, I have decided. I have decided. Oh my goodness. Um, we're gonna be playing all of these songs, y'all. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> just stay tuned through the season and take a pen pad, a okay. pen and a pad, <laughs> and write these songs down. The beautiful place. Yo, my goodness, it's the beautiful place. Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of posting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.